Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And the series that we're doing now is The Life. And this is Freedom to Choose program number 20. And the title is, wait for it, The Truth Hurts. Um. Why would we have a title like that, The Truth Hurts? I don't know. You don't know. No. You know, there's a saying that the truth will heal you, but it'll make you miserable first. I thought you were going to say, um, <laughs> always be telling the truth. Oh, I like whenever that. Whenever you, yeah. Yeah, yeah, always tell the truth, but don't always be telling it. Yes. Because you can get yourself into trouble volunteering way too much information. Well, and what, what would you, what was like an instance? Honey, oh, I'm how not going to give how you do these, for how do, these, how do these pants look on me? Or? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Do I look fat in this? yeah. Yeah, there's no right answer Speechless, to that. Speechless, huh? Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. We, let's move on to a okay, prayer. I'm going to need pray. a prayer right yes. now, okay? Yes. <laughs> Our loving Father in heaven, we're thankful that we can laugh and that we can have um, uh, an understanding that uh, truth above all is supposed to heal. And we just pray now that you will send your spirit to guide our words and our thoughts that... Um, those that are listening and participating would ha- um, hear the truth that would bring um, complete healing in their lives. And we're just so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you for um, allowing it to happen. And please send your spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I got, I, that's so bad. I got, I got during the prayer, I was thinking of the question, do I look fat in these pants? Uh, anyway, yeah. Email us if you got the answer to that one. Um, <laughs> Anyway, there so, is no right answer, <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, so, speaking of warnings, in his promises and his warnings, Jesus is talking to each one of us um, individually. So, in other words, um, if you're thinking even, even uh, John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that I... By believing in him, and, and we'll get back to the word believing, by, by believing in him might not perish but have everlasting life. The, the experience related in God's words are to be my experiences. Prayer and promise, precept and warning, they're all mine. But let's go back to that word by, by believing in him because that word is actually the word trust. Right, and, and but I like that. I, first, before we go there, because I think that's really important. But it you exchange the word so whosoever believed, and yeah. you you made it personal, personal to you, to me. If I believe, right? If I trust, so the and I've always maintained everybody trusts God, but the question is, is what do they trust Him to do? Or or even if you don't believe in God, you're trusting in something because mm-hmm. we have we we have a a, a we don't have a bone in our body that didn't want to trust in something. I don't care if it's a bottle, a bag, a woman, a man, 
uh, a politician, a, a, a government, a, a, a deity, a deity or whatever. whatever. Right. We're going to trust something. For so long, I trusted that that baggie was going to fix my problems. Mm-hmm. You know, or or I heard a, I heard an AA speaker the other day and it blew my mind because because it was it just he hit the nail on the head. He described me and I never connected the dots. We always used to say if something bad happened, I drank or I used If something good happened. I drank or I used if nothing happened, I drank or I used. Well, this guy said whether I felt good and something good happened, whether I felt bad and it or whether nothing happened and I felt nothing, when I drank alcohol, I felt better. Mm-hmm. Even if I felt good. Mm-hmm. If I drank alcohol, I felt better, mm-hmm. you see. And mm-hmm. temporarily, and it actually does the job for a while, mm-hmm. okay, until it takes you down. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter what we're reaching for to make us feel right. better. It, could be it, that, does, it could be that new car, it, the new yeah. clothes, the new house. A new job, it, a different city. Yeah. It, there's all kinds of things that we look to somehow complete us. Yeah. Somehow fill that void Something, that only God can fill. Exactly. Yeah. And we reach and we grasp for it and we say, well, that worked last time. I, I just got to be a different color car this time. Right. You know, or it's got to be, you know, for me, the drugs, they just, they got worse and worse. I thought, well, man, I remember back in the day that drugs were so good. Well, the problem was I was becoming in. You know, I I gained tolerance over them. And the same thing with the alcohol. Didn't matter how much I drank. I just couldn't make the pain go away anymore. Right. And I and I really believe and I don't know if this is true or theologically correct or not, but I believe that there is a um, there's something inside of each human being that God is necessary. You know, there's a necessary part that we must have God in. be a part of us in order to be complete. Or because, we die. Right, because another human being, even though it's a, um, it's a good union, is not going to fulfill what's necessary for humanity to, to be what they should be, right? Yeah, because yeah. humans will always fail us, no matter, no matter what. You know, I will always fail you, you will fail me. Not on purpose, it just is what right. it is. But God cannot fail if we understand the his true pr- character His of principles God. and his character, which right. we talked about in the last program. That was program 19 on the character of God. So you might want to check that program out as well because this is kind of dovetailing into it. But I know with Susan and I, the more we know God, we know he's a principle-based God. There are certain principles that work and certain principles that don't. My words can be a sword to tear her up or my words can be something to uh, like a a bomb to build or to soothe her and build her up. We understand those principles and 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 live by those principles that that means we're getting closer to God, which means we're getting closer to each other. Right. And uh, so we that's our goal is to live by those principles, those God-based principles. Um, truth is truth. Mm-hmm. Don't shy away from truth, but there is a way to to deal with things that are harmful and hurtful. That, but also might be true, and there's an old saying that with you know, of course, the 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 title of this program once again, it's number twenty. The truth hurts, and someone once said uh, that you throw a rock into a into a, a flock of turkeys, and the one that squawks is the one that got hit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the truth, mm-hmm. people are gonna you know, it's gonna hit them, they're gonna squawk, but sometimes we need the truth. We need it, right? Uh, because, uh, you know, it, it's really hard sometimes, especially when you love someone, you don't want to harm them. But in the long term, 
Right. And I think that that can happen in all of our relationships. It can happen in, in uh, you know, a boss and employee relationship. So you don't understand why, or even in friendships or what, you don't understand why that person is the way they are. And if only they were different and if they changed. But in reality, if we, if the person that's looking for the other person to change, if we did the changing, it would be a whole different story. Then then it, the change happens. Yeah, and we don't ex- we don't need, nor do we expect, nor do we desire, or nor nor do we demand that someone else changes in order that we can can be fulfilled or be happy or right. you know, to be successful. Right, because that's that old that's that old uh, addicted mind deal where I want to control everything and I want to control your behavior. If I can't let that go, I'm doomed. Right. Because I cannot control myself. How am I going to, and that's usually when I'm trying to control everybody else. Is when you're when, out of control. When I'm out, when my life's out of control. I got, I'm juggling balls and I'm dropping her. I'm spinning plates and I'm, I can't keep them all spun. And crashing so, to the ground. So the easiest thing for me to do is look how everybody else is having problems and fix all those problems. Right. Because I can't fix my own. Right. You know, and it's, it's a and, dangerous place to and be. And I think that that comes to um, personal accountability. Yeah. And that that is, um, you know, God wants us to be accountable to who we are as um, human beings and then in turn how we treat other people as well. He yeah, calls that, us to be accountable. And that's how reality works. If you can ever uh, kind of swallow that reality, realize that when you're trying to control somebody else and you're harming them and they're looking at you like, man, really look inside and see what is it in your life that's out of control that's causing you to try to control others. Right. Because you know, there's an old saying as well. If I want to change the world, I got to start with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever noticed we have a lot of old sayings? Old sayings. I don't know. Maybe that means we're getting old. But, guess, yeah, yeah. But yeah, old sayings or you, means you're old. Yeah, because yeah. you have a lot of them. So, yeah. I, and it's like what you were talking about, it's just like Paul. He says, "I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I." But Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's Galatians 2.20. i got, I got to stop you right there. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. He doesn't say, I'm crucifying somebody else. Right. Right? Right. It's He's taken it right where it's him, personal, with Christ. Just him and Christ. Right. Right? It's not if that person would only do this or be baptized this way or this or that. Right. Paul was a firm believer in letting everybody be fully persuaded in their own minds. And I think our last um, um, uh, thing we talked about, the past, at our, our last program, we talked about the past. So if anybody had a past. Oh, yeah, that's a that's, You know, Paul yeah. really had a lot of... Um, he had a lot of baggage. He had a lot of baggage that um, he had to go through and to overcome in order to be able to, I think we were talking about David, to overcome and to... Um, uh, Live inside his own skin. Absolutely. And to have the Lord take away that guilt and shame and and his um, regret and everything else in order for him to go boldly Ahead. You know, he talk, and he talks about going boldly before the throne of Christ and to be able to preach the word and all that he did and all the I, books he wrote, right? Personally, yeah. Personally, I think that the thorn that was in his flesh that he wanted God to remove was the memory of all that stuff, make it go away. Because I know, for me, there's stuff that pop in my mind that I— 
God, make it go away. He said, hey, you did it, Rich. Mm-hmm. It's going to come in every now and again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and God's not bringing it in there. Right. It just pops into your brain, right? And I was also thinking about how gentle God was to David. Remember we talked last week about David killing Uriah and committing adultery with Uriah's wife mm-hmm. and trying to cover it all up, and then Nathan comes in and very gently tells an allegory or a story about a ewe lamb and a man, mm-hmm. and, his, and, and David basically pronounces sentence upon himself. That was the truth, but it was carried out in such a way to where David said, oh, my word, I am that man. You're right. It's, so God w- just did it just right. There's a way to present that truth. When he knocked Paul, Saul off his horse, he didn't drill Saul with a bunch of this and that. He says, hey, it's hard to go against your conscience, isn't it, Paul? Mm-hmm. Why are you persecuting me? Right, when he t- spoke to the woman at the well. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. this, the, you're you, in, now you're with a man, he's not your husband. Yeah, yeah, you're wanting to know what mountain to worship. I want to go inside your head. You're, you, you know, and here's what's, you, yeah, here's right. your problem. You're with, you, you've been with five guys. They all kick you to the curb. That's got to be, that's got to hurt, lady. You know, and he, he wanted to find out how she felt, mm-hmm. how she felt being rejected by five different men. That's what where Jesus wanted to go. He wants to know what's going Tell, why he, we have fear and why we yeah. have shame and to be able to heal and that. He and he wants and, you to talk about it. Exactly. And the same thing with Mary. You know, she, he he healed Mary of all the shame and the um, the pain that she had experienced in her life. And she never left the, you know, she was always, always there, there with Jesus until the death. And even after the death, she was at the tomb the, yeah. the day that he rose. And it was because... Um, he had done the miracle in her life that he he would like to do that miracle in all of our lives. Yeah. And to help us to recognize that the pain and the shame comes from the things that we've done and our responses to it. It doesn't come from him imposing it no, upon us. No, no, God doesn't God doesn't impose the pain and the suffering. It, it happens because we live on a dangerous planet. It happens because there's a devil, and it's happened sometimes because we do it to ourselves. Right. When we infl- and sometimes we're innocent bystanders, and, and it, it happens, happens to us. Yeah, right, cause because it's a dangerous planet. Right. But it's not God inflicting anything on anyone. If anything, he's backing his spirit away, and, and the consequences of that, when we reject God and tell him, no thanks, talk to the hand— he won't go where he's not welcome, mm-hmm. and that's it's really scary, and we can see that around us right now. He's not welcome in a lot of places. Right, because we know that um, the gift of God is eternal life. That's his gift. But sin brings death. The wages of sin is right. death. Sin pays its wage, and that wage is death. But God's gift is life, and I, 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 I think we get it a little bit uh, twist it up sometimes and say, why is God doing this? Mm-hmm. If to you me. Could, yeah, right. yeah, to me. Remember, what was it was not happening to you, it's happening for you. Right. That's interesting, and that's really, I said that to Susan the other day, and it was the wrong time to do it. It might have been true, but the it was the, hurts. the truth hurts, <laughs> but I, I said it at the wrong time. I said it right while she got punched in the gut by something else, metaphorically, and uh, it was the wrong time. And, and see, and I, I paid for it because I did not feel good the rest of the day. I said, why did I say that right then? I harmed her. You know what I mean? And and none of us want to harm somebody we love. So the truth, you know, like I say, the truth hurts, but the way it can be presented sometimes makes it true. 
And if it's not presented right, it doesn't make it true. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, uh, I or, sin the most when I'm right, in other words. I, I come in, and I can, I can be right, but I can be wrong in the way it's presented, and it's totally wrong. Right. And it, it's dangerous right. to, to have pride like that and want to be right so much that you harm people in being right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that uh, transcends on a lot of things. We can harm a lot of people— uh, in a lot of different instances, just by the way we present something or the way we criticize or the way we criticize someone they love. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it's just a ripple effect on the spirit that we're carrying. Not And so I think that's what it comes down to. It's kind of, you know, and I know that you didn't have a wrong spirit yesterday, but um, it. I think it really does come down to that spirit. And I think the spirit needs to be... Um, needs to be able to um, recognize and interpret the situation mm-hmm. as well as say the right thing. And so, um, and we only get that from practice. You yep. know what I mean? And now I'm sure you know, well, I'm not going to say that to her again. It's not like I got <laughs> mad. It just was like, okay, well, I no, said it was, something. just wasn't right. I, yeah. And I said something snappy back, but yeah. you know, it, we worked through it. It wasn't yeah, a big yeah, yeah, deal, yeah, yeah. but um, it's, you know, having a good spirit takes practice. It takes practice to be in harmony with the will of God. Absolutely. And, and remember now, uh, that's the other thing we're talking about when stuff happens and we say, oh, it's God's will. Why did Jesus come? Because God's will was not being done. Right. You see what I'm saying? We live on a dangerous planet. The enemy is running rampant. Okay? And God is told he's not welcome in many circles. Right. And so he doesn't go where he's not welcome. Right. And chaos occurs and innocent people get harmed right. because so, God is not going to take the freedom of the rebel away for him to do what he wants either. Because where does it stop? Right. Where does he start taking freedom away? Mm-hmm. You know, Does he take it away from me because I let a cuss word out? Or does he take it away from me because I got behind the wheel of a car drunk? When, when, well, you know, and see, and I always, when I was younger and I was sexually molested, I always thought, well, why why did you do this, why, God? Why, why did, did God you, do that Why to did you? you let that happen, God? If you're so powerful and if you're so, you're so good and you want the best for me, how could you allow something like that happen to, to happen to me? And it wasn't until I have matured that I recognized that um, God doesn't force his will on anybody. anybody he offers he offers a way of life but people have the freedom to choose something different yeah you know and i see now that his spirit actually uh, i this is out of my almanac if it's worth anything is the more that his spirit is being poured out there's more rejection on one side and there's more embracing his spirit on the other and you, once again um, we, I think we see the difference we in see what's the happening difference in the in world. What, what is happening? Yes, you can see it. It's becoming more and more distinct, more distinct, and and um, and we're not in that harmony with God. If yeah, because if we're not in the mindset that we need to change, that we're the problem, we're you know that's going to be the problem. Right. Right, we can we can become angry when our sins right. are shown to us, right. and and we go away offended. You know, even as the disciples left Jesus murmuring, this is a hard thing that he said, who can hear it? Yeah, remember they said that? This is a hard saying. Who, who, can, who can hear it, you know? And we like praise and flattery, mm-hmm. right? That's music to our ears, right. right? Praise me, pat me on the back. But the truth, we don't want to hear. When the crowds followed and everyone's fed and the shouts of triumph are heard, and everybody's happy. We're all happy. Everything's going well. 
it, it, we, we're all praising God. But then when God's Spirit searches in and reveals our shortcomings on the li- even the little things that we do, do we let God deal with it or do we change the subject? Right. You and, know, and I don't want to hear that because that has to do with me. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to change. I don't want to change. We right. don't say that consciously. Right. We just say, no, no, I don't want to hear that. That's right. not true. Right. I'm not like that. And it's just like with all the disciples that had turned away from Jesus. It was a different uh, spirit that took control of them. And they could see nothing in him that they were attracted to when they had originally found him so interesting you know, they had looked for Jesus' enemies because they were more in harmony with their spirit and with their work. They totally misinterpreted his words. They falsified his statements, and they just really um, impugned his motives. His motives, yeah. Yeah, because—and um, we will do that, won't we? Right. We will always gravitate to the people that we, we line up with, with we agree with, mm-hmm. you know? So we might be in the quiet of our— our room praying and being convinced that that God, you know, is is working on our hearts and we need to change, but then we go around some other people and say, no, no, you, you no, they did you wrong. You don't, you, you got it all wrong, and and we and we start gravitating to that, and then we say, that's right. I was really wrong. I don't need to change. They need to change. Right. You know, and uh, I think that that's natural. Once again, we we, we talked about it last week. We inherited that from Eden. Mm-hmm. Adam said, God, the woman that you gave me, that's the, if you hadn't given me the woman, I wouldn't have the problem. And if she hadn't have been talking to that serpent, I wouldn't have the problem. It's everybody else's fault but mine. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else's fault but mine. And we inherited that, that Teflon, mm-hmm. if you will. Nothing will stick to me. That tendency I'm, to make it someone else's yeah, fault. Yeah, I'm going to deflect everything to someone else. I'm getting the spotlight off of me. Because right. I can't handle it. I don't want to see my faults. Right. You know, the truth hurts. Right. I, let's get the, if, if the spotlight's on me and everybody can see my faults, I want to get that spotlight off of me. So I'm going to point out the fault in somebody else. Even in, there's not have to be anybody else and, around. And make a big deal about it, too, well, yeah, though, in, in our own mind. Minds. Yeah, yeah, in our mind. I, I, that whole committee up there, all they got to do is start talking about somebody else. And the next thing you know, I don't got to change. All these other people got to change. You don't even have a problem anymore. I don't have a problem. My problems go away. The more I talk about other people, man, I'm starting to look pretty good. Right. In fact, I'm looking real good because I, I can see y'all's problem. I can even see how you need to fix them. Right? And that, and that in and of itself, that's hard that's to a swallow. Pro- that's that, a problem. That committee, that committee I, I should, nobody told me I was in charge of that committee. And I just let those voices go sometimes. And they start t- talking this and that, and the next thing you know, I catch myself going, oh, that committee's out of hand. Right. I need to get in the boardroom there and get a handle on this committee and tell them all they need to be quiet, especially the little five-year-old, because the little five-year-old, he doesn't want anybody looking at him. He doesn't want anybody pointing at him. He, he doesn't want to get in trouble. He's a scared little boy, and he's a scared to get in trouble. See, and he'll start talking up and he's talking louder and louder and making sure that there's plenty of people to blame. You know, and I'm covering my tracks before I even talk to anybody. You know, I've got all these plans in place on how I'm going to fix me being in trouble because that little five-year-old boy, he's he's good at dodging and he's good at pointing. Because he's he's, at, he's the oldest guy he's the in oldest the trailer guy in court. The, in the, yeah, he's the oldest guy on the committee. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's 60 years old now, that five-year-old. Yeah. He knows everything about me, and he knows how to dodge and move and get out of the way. He knows all the secrets. He knows all the secrets and how how to 
how to manipulate. Yeah, and, manipulate other people and make it look like he's totally innocent. Yeah, you know, that guy's a dangerous guy, mm-hmm. and we all got him up we there. We all have our f- a five year old. We all got that person up there, and that person that's is the scared. one. And we can't give that little. I can't give that scared little boy the loudest voice, right? Because he will get me in trouble, and he will harm other people every time. Yep. It's just how he is. He harms people. Right. It's it's so sad. He <laughs> so needs I, I, to grow up. He loves, that yes. little boy needs to grow yes. up. He doesn't want to grow up because right. he's a scared little boy right. and he's kind of stuck there. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, the truth hurts. That's yes. the that's the name <laughs> of the program. It's program number twenty on the series, The Life. And we're going to have to wrap it up. Remember, go to our website. All these programs are there, www.justasiamministries.com. And remember, folks, uh, well, I almost started too early there. So uh, we've got workbooks. A phone. Yeah, we got workbooks. We've got, uh, we got, uh, what? We have all these radio programs. We have music. We have tons of stuff. So please go to our website. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.